so uh, you know um, burak thanks for hosting me on your show and uh, to answer to your question you know um, my first venture diabeto uh, was a hardware startup and uh, what inspired us to start that was you know i come from a mechanical engineering background and my other co-founder you know comes from a pharmacy background his name is shrikant pawar and uh, he was actually the brain behind diabeto because you know his father had lost his diary and then he came up to me with his glucometer and then you know over a weekend we hacked the glucometer uh, and this was basically like a you know weekend fun project actually and uh, we just wanted to basically build something as a physical product you know it, it was love for the hardware basically for us so uh, it began with a very you know uh, as a fun project it never was like something that we actually wanted to build but then the more we started researching around that topic we figured out that you know the entire diabetes management process is broken and there's a lot that you could do with data and this i'm talking about you know when we were in 2012 where nobody was talking data people were afraid of doing hardware startups and uh, you know uh, we were one of those very early startups from india who actually was able to build out at hardware and the thing is that you know everybody uh, he, he, you know all the investors were afraid to invest because we didn't have any prior experience of building hardware and uh, we were learning on the way you know through experience as as we were you know building the entire company uh, so it was a very interesting time for sure and uh, while solving for the problem of diabetes uh, uh we we figured out that you know it's a very nice impact based business where you know at the at one end you know you're trying to solve hard problems at the other end when you know people are actually using your product you're actually creating an impact so it was very satisfying for us although you know we went through a very rough patch while raising capital and while you know trying to convince in- investors to basically invest in us but at the same time we you know we were like cockroaches trying to run the show with you know whatever we had and we were you know killing it so uh, with that you know uh, uh, we went to the us and pivoted the whole model because diabetes management was very early uh at that point of time and you know the it was very challenging for us to create awareness around this particular problem and uh, the more we you know started researching we figured out that it is going to be tough for us uh especially in the indian market where you know the whole uh, uh chain you know is broken and uh where you uh you know building healthcare business is very very difficult uh because insurance uh is not uh very expensive here people can easily pay out of their own pockets healthcare is cheaper and which is why uh you know we figured out a different model altogether in us and then pivoted for the us market at what point did you understand to move on from livongo and start something new how did you understand the opportunity for khayal khayal yeah so uh Uh, for khayal you know in i i remember when it was 
uh, early 2020 and when you know covid was just starting uh, that is the time you know i got i started getting worried uh, for all the seniors in our family uh, because a lot of my cousins and my friends and family folks started calling us up uh, because they were worried about their parents and uh, uh, when I was spending time with my father at home during the time of pandemic, I had a very, you know, honest chat with him where he told me about, uh, you know, how his journey became very lonely uh, after my mom passed away. And I mean, look, I was honestly, I was very busy with my life, you know, prior to uh, uh, this startup, I was just building Diabeto and I could not spend enough time with my dad. And that's something that I always used to, you know, uh, feel bad about. But then uh, when my father spoke up and, you know, told me about his uh, loneliness, that's when I understood that it's very challenging for a single parent to live all by themselves. And uh, uh, once I, you know, understood the problem statement, initial thoughts was, of course, to build a hardware around this problem. I thought, you know, why not create some sort of sensors in the home where we can track, you know, some of their vitals and try to create you know, some sort of a data model where we can do some sort, you know, some clinical interventions. Um, but uh, the more I spoke to seniors, we figured out that it's going to be very operationally challenging for them to be able to, uh, you know, um, uh, especially for them to be able to uh, work with these devices around them. And then we identified the digital challenges of the seniors. So seniors actually requested us that why don't you solve the most primary problem for us, which is basically trying to solve the digital literacy problem. And during the time of pandemic, when seniors uh, realized that now they need to you know, depend upon all these digital apps, they felt that you know there was a very high need for them to start learning, um, you know, everything on their smartphone and that's where we stepped in we started teaching them for free through our digital workshops and the way we started is that we created a whatsapp group we started adding seniors onto this group and we started creating a lot of these different workshops around digital literacy around you know uh, how do you go about ordering stuff online how do you arrange for your home supplies how do you order an Uber or order medicines for yourself at home uh, and pay your bills on time and things like those. Uh, and then we thought, why just limit it only to, you know, all these digital sessions? Why, why can't we also create entertainment for them? Because, you know, happiness is one of the most important things for seniors. So we just kept on, you know, building these things for seniors and we took a very organic path and, uh, uh, you know, our content became so popular that seniors started recommending their friends. And that's when the WhatsApp group became very large. And after a point, it was, uh, you know, more than 10,000 seniors on the WhatsApp group, on different multiple WhatsApp group. And it became very difficult for us to then moderate. Um, and that's the time where we decided that, you know, it's the right time to actually start building a product around this. Because then we said, why not create like a unified platform where we can get the entire community and then, you know, do much more than what is possible right now. So that's what propelled us to actually create a product around this. And 
I mean, for all the listeners, khayal actually means care in Persian and in Hindi uh, and in many other languages also, which is a literal translation of care. So, and it also means keeping someone in your thoughts. Uh, so if you see our logo, it also has this thought bubble, which is, you know, keeping someone in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So when, uh, you know, uh, our vision is to be able to help our elderly from wherever you are. It's like a one single place for all the things that seniors can do. So uh, how do you see the landscape of senior care, uh, especially engagement platforms uh, evolving in India and also globally in upcoming years? Yeah. So look, uh, I feel that, uh, you know, uh, people are definitely becoming aware about this as a problem. Uh, the government is also calling it as a silver tsunami because the government recognizes that uh, this is a very growing population. On a daily basis, if I have to give you a number, 25,000 people in India turn 60 plus, and which is a huge, huge number. And this is going to just grow. Currently, 10% of our population in India uh, is... Uh, the population of senior citizens, which is about 140 million people out of 1.4 billion population, 10% is seniors. And this is going to double in the next five years. So we know that, you know, we are going to reach to a stage where it's going to be very difficult for the society to be able to cater to this particular segment. And right now it's an underserved segment, but, uh, you know, since the government recognizes it, we feel that, you know, people like us who are building in this segment will basically try to create more awareness and also, you know, build infra around this to be able to manage this, uh, uh, you know, problem firsthand. So could you share some of the stories of Kayal members whose lives has been positively impacted uh, by the platform? For sure. Um, you know, um, uh, we recently met a lot of seniors who are actually, uh, who have been a part of the Khayal uh, community for almost like two, three years now. We had an event in Bangalore and uh, wherein more than 2,500 seniors joined together to play, you know, one of the most famous games of Tambola, which is like, you know, the Indian version of bingo that we like to call it as Tambola or Housey. Uh, it's one of the favorite games for seniors. So they joined together. And we also had a stall there. So seniors would come up to, you know, our hosts who were also present in the event to come and click pictures. Like we literally have a fan following who would come up to us and click pictures with us because they love what we do. So I'll tell you, you know, what are the things that have caused an impact? Uh, you know, um, one of the things is that seniors, when they age, uh, they lose a lot of people around them and coping up with grief and loss becomes a very big issue with them. They generally don't like to talk about this with close family people because they fear that they will be judged by their own family. They feel that they don't want to look weak in front of their own family, which is why they don't open up with their own family members. But then when they actually, you know, listen or attend Khayal workshops, which cater to these kind of, you know, problem statements, 
they feel the uh, you know they feel the sense of belongingness and that's where they try and open up uh, to our counselors and then you know talk one on one with them and try to you know uh, cope up with loss and grief which is very prevalent in their life so uh, we've been you know very helpful from that perspective with seniors we've also created a lot of impact around the um, you know uh, you know financial frauds which happen with seniors so in our country 90% of financial frauds is targeted towards seniors so from right from very early on we figured that uh, you know seniors are afraid of doing online transactions and which is why we created the fintech card that we have we we have which is called the khayal card now this khayal card solves many problems it solves the problem of online fraud i'll tell you how because uh, you know whenever there is an instance of fraud uh, the primary bank account of the seniors gets vulnerable but what khayal card does is that it is a prepaid card which also has a virtual bank account number so now if you set aside some money into your secondary bank account even if let's say you end up you know getting into a small fraud you don't end up losing a lot of money because this card has a limitation to it you cannot do a very high uh, you know transaction high amount of uh, high volume transaction on onto this card so uh, because of these limitations frauds are not possible on this card and the other thing is it is also clubbed with a cyber protection plan so your money is actually safe and this is a visa powered card so you know uh, there are a lot of security based things which are created around this to safeguard the money and transactions for seniors at the same time uh, one of the bigger challenges that we saw among seniors when it comes to financial uh, independence is that seniors find it very difficult to find their offers you know the offers which are given only specifically to senior citizens so along with this card we have clubbed all the offers which seniors can access right from our platform you know they don't have to go to different platforms to be able to access that and the third thing is that uh we've created their loyalty points in form of khayal points so then you know they can redeem rewards and they also get a concierge like a digital concierge which is very similar to amex type of a uh, you know experience where seniors can just call us and we will help them book their tickets or book diagnostic lab you know uh, uh, appointments or appointment with their doctor any of those things as possible through just a phone call so we have simplified the whole experience for them so you know we saw that there is an opportunity here which uh, you know is a major major problem for seniors and you know we uh, we innovated that space basically uh, india is a huge population which country is uh, has also similar kinds of problems especially in the same vertical so uh, japan is number one when it comes to the elderly population and we are also seeing that you know other countries like china and us is becoming very very uh, densely populated with the elderly population and if i give you you know the worldwide opportunity it's a 22 trillion dollar opportunity uh, because uh, this population is on a rise 
more and more people are you know deciding not to have children i was just reading a report very recently in the us that there are more dog parents than actual children you know so uh, we are seeing that you know uh, uh, people are deciding not to have more children so the birth rate is going to decline and at the same time if you see the mortality rate of people is going to increase because of the advancement of science and tech so uh, we are seeing that uh, you know more and more countries are going to have very high amount of you know senior and elderly population you have also experience in diabeto and uh, and what you have done from earlier experience uh, which kinds of uh, cultural aspects from your earlier experience did you have implemented in the new uh, venture or did you change anything for example uh, from the perspective of team building and also raising funding for example yeah no of course you know i think every journey gives you a lot of perspective and gives you a lot of learning in terms of you know all the mistakes that you do and at the same time uh, you keep you know building on that right so um, uh i mean uh, when we were building diabeto we were a very lean team we were just eight people team doing a lot of stuff you know everybody was like you know engineering mind and we were trying to do everything ourselves um which is you know of course a very good thing when you uh when you are a lean team you know you get to do a lot of stuff you get to learn a lot and you have a lot of energy when you are young right um um now uh, during the time of khayal i realized that you need a team to go out and you know uh do all the right things so one of the learnings that i gained from my last experience is that team building is very very important because you cannot fight the battle all alone you need people to be able to do this for you and the right people you know who have the same inclination towards solving for the same mission and if they are aligned with your vision you will be able to create a very nice team culture so while we are building our team um, you know every team member actually resonates with the problem statement everyone has either elderly people at home or they have gone through the pain of you know having a elderly parent or grandparents at home who have you know gone through certain amount of problems so each one of them have a story to tell you know so uh, uh we are a team of very very passionate people and uh, you know what we do we take pride in doing that and it's very very satisfying for us when we see our senior citizens very happy what do you find more challenging i mean most challenging about leading and managing a team um i think uh, you know while you're building a team uh, it's a it's a continuous process you need to always keep hiring like you cannot stop your um you know hiring as a process so as a founder as a ceo of the company i think uh, you know 60% of your time should be focused only on team building because 
at the end of the day, it's the team which actually matters. And having the right set of team uh, really, you know, uh, is like, you know, creating the foundation of your startup. How do you say inspired or motivated on difficult days of a startup? Because startup is like a, a journey. Uh, up and yeah, it's down. a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Roller coaster. It's, it's always ups and downs. And, um, you know, whenever I, have, I, I go through the lows, you know, in the journey, I go and just attend some of our session on my app. And it gives me hope because what we actually do for our seniors, as I mentioned, is very satisfying. And when you hear good things from your customers, it tells you a lot about your capability versus, you know, what a third person is trying to tell you. So I, I feel, you know, oftentimes you have to rebuild yourself from the ground. Uh, and of course, you know, being uh, being a part of this journey comes with a lot of challenges, especially as you said, like it's a sinusoidal wave, you know, it's just ups and downs every day. So, you know, today I'm high, tomorrow I'll be low. And day after again, I'll have a low. So, you know, I you you never know how it's gonna be. So, what did you learn about your about from your failures? So you have the earlier experience, Diabeto, successful exit, but probably you have failures in the journey uh, over yeah, earlier and also maybe in Kayal as well. Uh, yeah. What are your learnings? So, look, I you know, Diabeto was a successful exit. But um, in the entire five-year stretch from 2012 to 2017, we had multiple failures. The first failure was unable, like we were unable to build this for India. You know, we could not, uh, we were unable to create that kind of awareness and adherence among people because we understood that, you know, we cannot change people. We will have to change ourselves. So as soon as we understood that problem, we had to change our model and pivot. So I think pivoting at the right time is very, very essential. You cannot be married to your own idea because uh, when you're building a product, you're actually building for your, uh, for your target audience. So until and unless you have them uh, on your side and getting like continuous feedback from them, and when when they start liking your product, that is when the actual product market fit happens, right? So um, I basically reversed the whole process. This time I got my tribe collected first in form of a community. And then we started building because I didn't want to build the product first and then try to find a product market fit. I understand. So... How do you, uh, how should entrepreneurs understand that there, there is a product market fit? Because it is sometimes difficult. There are false signals. Yes. Uh, it to be a product market fit, but they are uh, um, not a great signals to be also experienced uh, for uh, just for that reason. So how do you understand product market fit is uh, right time for the company? Look, uh, there are two, three things, you know, which basically makes your, you know, product fit for the market. One is, of course, you know, feedback from your customers. 
and continuous feedback you know oftentimes you will also find that if your customers are actually you know giving you a rosy picture sometimes there are customers who will give you very honest feedback very critical feedback but if they see that you are not actually changing for them they will start ghosting you so in your product building journey continuous feedback is very important because your customers need to know that you're building for them and they should be able to identify the value in that and the way they identify the value is that when they actually want to start paying for that you know once they start paying for the service that you're building and if you can see that you know there are less operationally uh, you know uh, challenges around it that is when you will be able to identify scale and once you have a scalable model around your business and with product market fit only then i think you know it's the right time to basically uh, you know determine whether it's actual product market fit or not you have an engineering background but how did you uh, complete your mvp uh, what was the first mvp that you launched in khayal so uh, in khayal the first mvp that we had was an app um, you know which is the current app actually which we kept on building over a period of time we launched it in last april april of 2022 how long it is it did it take to complete the uh, uh, mvp so it took us about uh, one and a half month approximately mm -hmm. very uh, quick yeah very quick you know because your minimum viable product needs to be a quick one uh you don't need to be you know you know you don't need to spend a lot of time building that because you want your mvp to be you know out there in your market so that you can quickly test get feedback and then keep building from there so yeah what was the uh service that you offered to your users with the viable so, product yeah in the minimum viable product we didn't offer any service we basically uh you know got all our events module the entire you know workshops the digital workshops that we were hosting on zoom we basically got all of that onto an app uh, so that you know people can actually log in sign up and then you know uh, attend these sessions in a very secured way uh, because you know we realized that uh, you know hosting a zoom session can sometimes become unsecured because if your zoom links are you know distributed uh to uh, especially going into wrong hands then you know people can actually misuse certain information and then you know do something wrong so in order to create like a secured uh, place we went ahead and created an mvp and got people into attending you know these sessions right from our app Uh, I mean, what are your tips for networking and building relationships as an entrepreneur? Because it is very critical, uh, as you mentioned, about building a team, raising mm -hmm. funding, uh, finding customers, partners. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, actually, you know, uh, in my last startup, I was more of an introvert. and my other co-founder shrikant was the extrovert guy who would go out and you know do all the talking especially for us and uh, um i mean i think it is very situational you know uh, 
uh, I I think uh, you know people can actually become introvert when you know situation arises where you have to go out and you know uh, do things for your company. So I feel that you know uh, uh, I started you know networking. Uh, again, when I started Khayal, uh, initial days, you know, when I was building Diabito, I was not very good at networking. I would actually, at that point of time, I used to avoid uh, these social engagements and gathering and whatnot. Uh, maybe just because, you know, I, I think peopling sometimes, you know, drains you so much because you have to keep talking all the time. So um, I was not very good at it earlier, but then I became good at it now while doing khayal and uh, it's it's like you know you become basically like a spokesperson for your company and you have to go and just talk to people and uh, oftentimes what happens is that when i'm even like in a social gathering with my friends who are not a part of a startup uh, and when i start talking about khayal uh, sometimes i hijack conversations you know and which is not the right thing to do uh, like I remember going to a friend's birthday party and then people asked me, what are you, what are you doing these days? And I started telling about Khayal and the entire crowd was then talking about Khayal. People were not bothered about my friend's birthday. So it was, you know, oftentimes you end up in these kind of situations also. So sometimes, you know, uh, you have to set yourself back and you have to think whether it's the right time to, you know, talk about your startup or not so these days it's just you know uh, whenever i'm out there whenever whenever i'm talking to people it's all about khayal so you have to literally live and breathe your startup when you're building a company india has talented entrepreneurs and success stories uh, recent i mean uh, for a long time but do you yeah. think the future holds for entrepreneurship and technology in India uh, about the ecosystem startups and investors? So um, I would say, you know, India is a very developing market right now. A lot of innovation happening, especially in the fintech. If you see, you know, the government is doubling down on fintech a lot. Uh, not only just fintech, uh, the government has figured out that, you know, a lot of innovation uh, is possible in our country because we have a very large population and I feel uh, you know um, there will be a lot of public sector companies which will come out from the government itself who are gonna become you know very very uh, big businesses and uh, uh, it's going to uh, you know just make our economy uh, very very good uh, in fact you know we are one of the I would say, you know, fastest growing econo economy right now on the uh, on the planet. So um, there's a lot of innovation which is happening. There's a lot to be done and uh, room for, you know, a lot of new businesses to come and uh, thrive and coexist as well. So Hamash, hmm. uh, if you have a dinner uh, with an influential figure, who yeah. would you choose? Why? Um, that's a very difficult question to answer, but <laughs> let me who is, think. Who is your, who is your mentor or who you, uh, 
would like to, for example, I will give a hint, but I mean, you shouldn't, Warren Buffett or these kind of figures. Are there any figure that you would like to have a one-to-one -one conversation with for a two hours, two hours long dinner? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I would say, you know, probably Naval Ravikant, you know, uh, because uh, uh, I like to read up a lot about philosophy as, you know, as a pastime hobby. And I like to learn a lot of things from history. So I'm also, you know, a history buff. Um, so probably if, you know, I had to meet someone, it could be Naval Ravikant where, you know, I could just go into those rabbit holes and just keep talking about, you know, all these different topics that uh, I like to, you know, read up also from what Naval Ravikant has to offer. So I could be like a good listener and just keep quiet at that point in time as well. Yeah. Let's double down the questions. If you have a billboard, uh, yeah. I mean, entrance over San Francisco, uh, very great place. Yeah. Uh, saying anything, what would you say it and why? So San Francisco is a place of opportunity. So, you know, I would say, you know, uh, that the billboard would basically say this is like, you know, a land of opportunity. Be there at the right time, at the right place to grab that opportunity. Any books uh, you recently read and recommend? Yeah, so um, uh, one of the you know books that I recently am reading is Algorithms to Live By. And this is like, you know, how do you understand patterns in your life, in your day-to-day -day life? And how do you learn from that? And how do you make your decisions based on those patterns? So it's that book. And the other book that I'm reading is basically you know, something on the topic that I'm, you know, very passionate about. It's about aging. It's called stage, not age, which is basically, you know, why age should not matter. And uh, it's actually the stage of life that you are at. So for some people, the stage comes in early. It could, you know, it could be delayed uh, in terms of your health care or, you know, many other factors. So it's just that. So... It's a very interesting book. Hemanshu, thank you for taking time to discuss uh, the Kayal with me today. I appreciate the insights. I wish you a great weekend. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for hosting me, Burak. Thanks a lot.